Good evening, all you creatures of the night. It's that time of year again. The cool, crisp air nips at your neck as the leaves begin to change all around you. Fall is finally upon us, and now the glorious month of October has befallen us. We have 31 days to watch all of the terrifying, blood-curdling films before we finally reach All Hallows' Eve. But which films to watch? Where do I begin? This is the latest podcast episode of It Records and the return of the annual recommendation show, Halloween Horror. Hello. Welcome to Fright Night. I ate his liver with some fava beans. Good evening, all you creatures of the night, and welcome back today. I appreciate you joining me here on the It Records podcast. It is I, Matt Johnson, one of your many hosts of the It Records podcast. And today I am doing another rendition of Halloween Horror, which is a side podcast we do every year in October for all of our listeners. If you have no idea what Halloween Horror is, let me give you a rundown. Essentially, all it is is myself, Matt Johnson, going solo without Pete or Lindsay, and I give you a recommendation for a movie to watch every day in the month of October. So I will give you 31 movie recommendations, starting with October 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, and so on until the end of the month when we reach All Hallows' Eve. Today's Saturday, October 10th, so I will be giving you the 10th suggestion into this month. As a caveat, one thing that I do with these suggestions is a movie that I have never done prior or we've never done on the podcast. So let me rephrase that. We've never done a full-length episode on it. I have never recommended it in any prior Halloween horror. So this is a fresh new take of a suggestion for a movie you should watch in October. Because we all know you probably don't watch as many horror movies as we do. And now that it's October, you're looking for some suggestions, something to watch that you might have forgot about or never heard of. That's why we're here with these Halloween horror suggestions. As a second layer to these suggestions, I've been offering up movie recommendations between 1990 and 2020. That's right, that's 30 years, and it's actually going to be 31 movie suggestions for you to watch in October. I started in 1990, and on Halloween, you will get a recommendation from this year, 2020. So that's another layer. Movie you've never heard of. I've never recommended it before, and it's falling within the past 30 years. And today, we are in the year 1999. So we are nearing the millennium, and we are almost out of the 90s and all of the 90s horror suggestions that we've talked about. 
which leads me right now into the movie I'm recommending is House on Haunted Hill. That is correct. That's the 1999 version of House on Haunted Hill. Uh, if you do not know, uh, it's a 1999 American supernatural horror film directed by William Malone. It starred Jeffrey Rush, Bameek Jansen, Tay Diggs, Ali Lartner, Bridget Wilson, Peter Gallagher, and even an SNL alum, Chris Kattan. The overall plot of this film, it follows a group of strangers who are invited to a party at an abandoned insane asylum where they're offered $1 million each by an amusement park mogul if they're able to survive the night. This film was actually produced by Robert Zemeckis and Joe Silver. Uh, Robert Zemeckis uh, did several films you're probably familiar with. Back to the Futures, Castaway, I think Monster House. Uh, anyway, he produced this, this film, and it's actually a remake. So I'm offering you a remake of a 1959 film of the same title, House on Haunted Hill, and that was directed by William Castle, and that was actually starring Vincent Price. So this is a remake of a Vincent Price film, would have been 40 years prior. And this actually marks the producing debut of Dark Castle Entertainment. It was a production company that went on to produce numerous other horror films, including many other remakes, just like this one. So uh, I, I believe some of you are probably familiar with the Dark Castle productions. Um, not so much anymore, but definitely during the 90s. And this was the first film that they produced. Uh, in the tradition of William Castle's theater gimmicks, uh, back in the day when the original came out in 59, Warner Brothers supplied promotional scratch cards to cinemas showing the film. They were offering ticket buyers a chance to win a money prize, similar to the movie characters in the film. So this was also sort of a, a gimmick, cash gimmick, if you will, uh, to try to get people into the seats. In 2007, actually, this film uh, spawned a directed DVD sequel called Return to House on Haunted Hill. There was a both rated and unrated edition, but again, probably wasn't as successful because it was direct to DVD. For this film, though, it was actually released on Halloween weekend, and it was number one at the box office. So it was a huge commercial success. It grossed over $40 million domestically in that first weekend, but it wasn't reviewed all that well. It was really panned by critics, and it's still pretty panned today um, to that effect. But at the time, it was a huge success. And I believe around the same time, The Haunting came out with uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones and Liam Neeson, uh, which was also a remake. And they were kind of, uh, you know, jockeying for position, those two films, to get viewers' attentions. The Haunted House supernatural ghost story uh, horror film was starting to take presence. And as well as the remakes were, were possible. And I mentioned that happened a lot during 90s horror was... Either was a continuation of the 80s slashers and splatter films that were the mainstay for those early 90s films. And they they didn't really garner a lot of box office success. They kind of sputtered out. And then you started to get films in the 90s that were other remakes that were more ghost-related, haunted house-related here. But it started to push away from the slashers until we got to Scream, really. And you got those teen slasher Scream Queen movies again. But it, all on that same universe in the 90s, what you got was this, this slasher killer, but it was really, 
how do I put this? I think what reinvented the serial killer genre or the slasher killer was the success of Silence of the Lambs back in the early 90s, where instead of just being a masked figure who you had no face to, that almost immortal quality, such as Jason and, and Freddy and Michael, it was a human. And it was just a whodunit mystery element to it. And instead of just being political thrillers, they became horror. You got Silence of the Lambs, which had Hannibal Lecter, which has a, a very human face to him, but was a horrifying character. Seven was kind of a piggyback off of Silence of the Lambs, that same gritty crime drama with uh, John Doe being your serial killer villain. And then you get Scream, which has a mass killer, but always there is a revelation at the end that it is a person. And it's usually a different person each time. It's not one person continuing out through the franchise. It's someone just picking up where the last person left off. And that's kind of a, a trend throughout the 90s. It kind of revamped that slasher genre and the outlook on the slasher killer, uh, if you will. But back to House on Haunted Hill, it was just another remake. And it kind of rounded out the 90s horror, or at least the 90s horror that we are doing on this podcast for 1999. Also, other films that were honorable mentions that came out in 1999, The Haunting. I believe I thought that was 1999, and it was. Uh, that was another one in the House on Haunted Hill. Two remakes of Ghost Stories, Haunted House, Supernatural Horror. You also had The Blair Witch Project came out in 1999. Uh, one of the first found footages, or one of the first really found footages that was commercially successful. Also had very similar... Uh, gimmicks at the theater uh, and the marketing for that film to get people in the seats. It was similar to House on Haunted Hill, much better, much more effective. Sleepy Hollow, Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow, Deep Blue Sea, if you want to consider that a horror movie, a monster movie, Audition, Lake Placid, The Mummy, and Wishmaster 2. A lot of horror movies um, coming out in 1999 as we're getting ready to hit the millennium. If you're looking to watch this film, I do not believe it is on Shudder. So sorry about that, but it, it is available uh, on Google Play, YouTube, Voodoo, iTunes Store for rent. And I do not believe it is on Huluween on Hulu if you have a subscription. But it's definitely a fun one to watch the end of the 90s, early 2000s. I feel like ghost stories where or, you know, Haunted House, The Haunting, House on Haunted Hill, Fear.com, 13 Ghosts. I think Ghost Ship, did that come out around this time as well? Uh, definitely checking out a few of those that fell into that genre. It was like early 2000s, late 90s. And the director of this film also did Fear.com. Uh, that's another little tidbit for you. But right now, uh, to finish out the show, I'm going to give you what was going on in the world outside of the horror genre that might have inspired some of the horror films at the time that kind of uh, pushed what was going to be created. Because as we know, horror movies generally are preying upon the fears of what is going on currently, um, because that's what's going to scare people the most. What's going on in pop culture and society? What is the status quo? Let's try to upend it. Let's try to prey on those fears. So in 99, I mean, it's really the, the millennium. Um, it's the end of the 90s, and it's going to be in the 2000s. So people were definitely trying to prepare or, I don't know, scared of Y2K, what was to come, what's on the horizon. So you did get some sci-fi or, or really technology uh, forward horror films at the time. 
But also in 1999, that was the year Lance Armstrong won his first Tour de France, where he went on to win several more, although we know now that he was cheating. Nonetheless, the West Nile virus uh, first appeared in the United States in 1999. Boris Yeltsin resigns as the president of Russia. And Dr. Jack Kevorkian was found guilty of second-degree murder for giving lethal injections in a case of voluntary youth in Asia. It was all 1999 before we move into 2000. But with that, I will end it here today. That is 1999 for your Halloween horror. I will be back at you tomorrow with 2000. We're going to start heading to the 2000s horror, and we'll kind of see how that changes. But until then, I'm Matt Johnson, and I remain in the shadows. 